everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Alcala. And we have finally done it, Franny. We have finally made it to a real film. And we've done a couple real films before. Very few. But when I say... When I, when, <laughs> when I say we've made it to real films, I mean, from now on, everything is a real movie. Everything actually has, like, a production value. And was theatrically <laughs> released all over the world, and they're all actual films, and that's fucking incredible that we've done this. So, big, big old round of applause for us. We are talking about Blade. Yeah, and it was real good. Have you seen it before? I think I've seen parts of it, mm-hmm. but I I think this was the first time I've actually seen the whole thing. Okay, where do we start with Blade? Honestly, I don't know, because there's a lot. There's so much <laughs> I want to talk about. I don't know if I've ever had a conversation with anyone actually about this movie. I feel like I've watched this movie with people, and afterwards we were like, yep, on to the next thing. <laughs> like, so I've never given Blade as much thought as I probably should have. Because uh, it's kind of a weird random movie. Just because it's so, it's so, it's one of the most 90s movies, like most radical 90s, like just hippest movies I've ever seen. It starts with a blood rave. Yeah. And then it just goes on from there. And also the weird like club that it's happening in is hidden inside of like a, 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 like, a meat packing yeah. plant. I was trying to think of what it was called, but I couldn't. Okay. thing with all the cows on it. <laughs> yeah, of course. The cows on the hooks from the <laughs> 70s Captain America movie that we watched. Uh, okay, let's just... So just a little, bit, uh, a little bit of trivia. Blade was released August 21st, 1998, with a budget of $45 million. It made $132.2 million. This might be the first time on the history of the show also that a movie has made back more than its budget. <laughs> this is the first <laughs> successful movie. Well, successful, but it also has a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Which still technically successful. That's fair. Fine. It is a also, dumb that's vampire really low. movie. <laughs> it's low, but it could be worse. I mean, it's it's Blade. It's not Logan. IMDb has a seven point one though, so that's better. It was distributed by New Line Cinema, which I don't think New Line owned because they you know they do like Freddy and Jason and stuff, and I don't think they owned any other Marvel things except Blade. Uh, and of course, down the line, we'll be talking about Blade's two sequels at some point. Uh, I think we only have one movie in between. I think we do X-Men next week, and then the week after that is Blade 2, I'm pretty sure. So Unless it's a weird, the, like... <laughs> yeah, it's a weird, weird gap. Break. Yeah, it really is. This was directed by Steve Norrington, or Stephen Norrington, who I think is a real prick. Uh, but his only other major directorial credit is The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Extraordinary Gentlemen, indeed. And women. XLG, guys. Do you know what that is? No. That is the movie that ended Sean Connery's career. Great. There was like there was this period from like like in the late nineties, early two thousands where Sean Connery kept getting offered roles and then he wouldn't take them because he didn't understand them. And those were roles were like Gandalf in fucking Lord of the Rings and like oh, Morpheus in the Matrix. But the point I don't is know. like <laughs> No, it would be weird, but the point is like these are, like, huge movies that led to huge franchises, <laughs> and he missed out on both of them. Those are, like, a billion-dollar franchises or whatever. So then he was in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is basically an X-Men ripoff with, like, a bunch of, like, literary fictional characters. <laughs> like, so there's, like, Dorian Gray and Sherlock Holmes and shit. That sounds awful. Oh, it's fucking... <laughs> it's terrible. And this was written by our best friend from last week, David S. Goyer. Oh, my God. <laughs> who we've already talked about, but if you missed our Nick Fury episode, which was pretty much a non-episode anyway, he, uh, he wrote all the Blade movies he wrote... 
he co-wrote the Dark Knight trilogy, we think he's a total hack because he's worked on too many bad things, but also like very successful things. It's confusing. I don't think anybody can be like as much of a hit or miss. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Like, like if there's like a a writer and they have mostly good stuff and then one bad thing, I'm like, okay, that's either they were just having an off period or it's studio interference type thing. But but like with this, it's like a fifty fifty split. And it's fifty fifty, <laughs> and like it's like every other movie will be good, yeah. bad, good, bad. Maybe he it's does like it on what? purpose. He's trying to be unique. <laughs> yeah, but also I think this might be the only thing that doesn't have a co writer <laughs> that he's ever written. <laughs> really? And this does contain some very, uh... You tell him it's open season on all suckheads. Choice pieces of dialogue, <laughs> I would call them. Definitely. Blade first appeared in a comic I was just reading when you got here, Tomb of Dracula number 10 in July of 1973, uh, created by Marv Wolfman and Gene Colan. I love that the <laughs> fucking author, or the, the person who created Blade's last name is Wolfman. <laughs> That's fucking. Cr- I of course it is. I bet that has to be like a stage name, right? Like that can't. His like, last name can't be Wolfman, and he writes like cheap horror comics. I I kind of hope that it's his actual name. Yeah, I hope so. But too. I really doubt it. But also that Blade, he didn't. Blade didn't have superpowers for a long time. Blade was just he was like an English guy, and he was yeah, just a didn't vampire he get- hunter. Didn't he get changed in the comics after this movie? They just gave him all yeah, the powers from know, the movie? I don't, I don't know if it was after the movie or around then, but I think in the comics he was bitten by Morbius in the Peter Parker Spider-Man comics. I think that's where it is. I didn't write that down. I just wrote down the Morbius part. This was originally written for LL Cool J to be played. Uh, and then... and then Why? They were gonna, <laughs> it was either going to be like Denzel Washington or Wesley Snipes after that. And Wesley Snipes forever and, and what was like he always wanted to be in a Black Panther movie like since like the early 90s and so they're like ah fuck it you can you can be in Blade and that's you can fine. be a vampire instead <laughs> yeah there were video games there was a video game of this for the PS1 oh, no. which I watched a lot of and it looks really fucking bad I wanted to play it I was trying to find a way to play it I couldn't there was a Game Boy Color game which I definitely could have found a way to play but I just didn't even look into that <laughs> because that's gotta be fucking terrible is it like those old like Batman, Sega, like, Genesis games, those like, are the side-scrollers. Best, those are the best games. The Adventures <laughs> of Batman Robin on the Super Nintendo was so good. Uh, Batman Begins on the Game Boy Advance. That's <laughs> underrated. It's so hard. So, I guess, quick backstory on Blade. Blade is a daywalker, so he basically has all the strengths of vampires, none of the weaknesses because his mother was bitten by a vampire right before she gave birth to him, and he hunts vampires with uh, his friend and father figure whistler and that's pretty much it <laughs> he's just a vamp a half vampire who hunts vampires that's a- a- as simple as it gets yeah, really that's pretty much all you need to know it's like the movie is just two hours of that pretty much yeah and it's great <laughs> it's a lot of fun <laughs> uh blade is of course played by wesley snipes from demolition man uh and passenger 57 which passenger 57 is probably best known for having the the uh piece of dialogue that gets parodied a lot where it's like Charlie. You ever play roulette? On occasion. Well, let me give you a word of advice. Always bet on black. He's also uh, opposite Woody Harrelson and White Man Can't White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> so great. Um, and the villain Deacon Frost is, which is a terrible name. Yeah. Uh, is played by Stephen Dorff, who he's Cecil in the John Waters movie Cecil Be Demented, and when he was younger, he was in this like gateway horror movie called The Gate that I, I I don't remember liking at the time, but I've seen some of it now, and I think it would be cool to go back to. 
Uh, and then Chris Christopherson plays Whistler, and he's just very famous for being a mu- like country musician. He's like very close with Johnny Cash, and, and or he was when Johnny Cash was still alive. Chris Christopherson's still kicking around. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Everything else is just f- uh, all. I have lots of fun facts on this movie because it's a lot easier to find information on a movie when it's a real movie, <laughs> not just a weird TV thing. When it's a movie that people that, actually like, that eight people have seen probably. <laughs> but I'll, I'll bring up all the other weird shit I have as we just <laughs> talk about. So, did Wesley Snipes enjoy this? Wesley Snipes is you know? a weird man, and I think he's insane. Uh, we'll get way more into that in Blade Trinity. <laughs> Pat Oswalt, he's in Blade Trinity, and he has a hilarious story about Wesley Snipes and how Wesley Snipes was so weird and scary. He talks about how, like, he would only communicate with the director by leaving post-it notes <laughs> at a point. What a fucking Because he was weirdo. always just smoking pot in his trailer. <laughs> And he would only answer the name Blade uh, on set. He wouldn't answer to his real name. He's just trying to get into character, you know? He was doing a weird Jared Leto thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I was When I was researching this movie, I found something that was just like, Wesley Snipes was not giving this like a thousand percent effort. <laughs> and I think that's... Because Blade is just like a very cool character. Like in these movies, he's very cool, but he doesn't say much. And yeah, and the stuff he does says is usually like exposition. It's or just, or just the most absurd the, shit you can think of. The dumbest fucking one line. Because okay, so the <laughs> I think the most famous part of this movie is his last very line end. to Deacon Frost. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Before I had ever seen this movie, when I was like eight years old I must have been or, or, or something like that my dad told me that line and was like that's a line it's from the Blade. best line in the movie it's by far it's the most ridiculous mo- one of the most nonsensical unexplanatory things you can ever ever say like okay one it. who wrote that line and two what does it even mean <laughs> okay I can answer your questions actually <laughs> it was Wesley Snipes <laughs> That was Wesley Snipes' idea. He was talking about Deacon Frost to them, and he was like, Deacon Frost seems like the kind of guy who would try to ice skate uphill. And they were like, what? I will love... David Escort was like, I love that. Let's put it in. <laughs> so I guess that just means he he does things the hard way. Motherfuckers are always trying to ice Some skate uphill. Some motherfucker always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> and then Deacon Frost blows up. <laughs> yeah, he blows up. Oh, okay. What a fucking action movie. Well, how do you... What do you... It, yeah, I love the bit towards the end, jumping right into the end right now, but I love the bit when, like, he's got, the, the, like, he's, it's that, it's Blade and that other guy, and they just keep, like, swinging around, it's, like, it's like, just, it's just doing the high fighter. kicks, yeah, but it's so fucking goofy. <laughs> it reminds me of, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where they're doing, like, the, the nun chucking. A fellow chucker, eh? It's so dumb. Yeah, the last 15 minutes of this movie are so weird. And I love it so much. <laughs> oh, shit, you haven't seen the blood tornado, have you? I think I have. Okay, good. This uh, so if you're uninformed, it was the alternate ending. This right? movie has an alternate ending where Deacon Frost unleashes the blood god Lamagra and becomes Lamagra and becomes a giant CGI blood tornado that's like gonna take over the city and turn everyone to vampires or whatever. And Blade throws the serum at it, so it's just this red CGI goo that becomes blue CGI goo and blows up into more red CGI goo. <laughs> and I am kind of wish that's how it ended. <laughs> but how it does end is with a weird sword fight where, like, he'll cut Deacon Frost in half and then gross red CG puts him back together. It looks like... 
to me it looked like in Resident Evil Four. Oh, you know, the, thing. the weird. Yeah, the yeah head. The head Either thing, that, that or like that one stabby... boss that's just kind of like stretched oh, yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, but that's I don't know what explained. was up with that. <laughs> I mean, like this, I guess he's become a blood god or something. Which, all right, like I'll take that. Fine. And then his hand growing back—that's the... the worst one. Yeah, because my dad was watching the last like ten minutes, and and he was like, "Oh, you know, I don't think it looks that bad." And then it that, looks so bad. Well, then that happened. And he's like, "Ah, weird <laughs> hand thing." It's so gross. It's this <laughs> gross like CG hand. It looks like uh, it's a weird reference in like the Star Trek reboot when Kirk's hands get all big, but like red. There's a <laughs> I don't know what that okay, looks like. Don't so. worry about. It. Did you notice the movie that early on they're they're all sitting around watching a movie? All the vampires are watching a movie like at Deacon Frost's weird lair. You know what they're watching? No. They're watching Mortal Kombat, the movie. Oh my fucking Because that's God. another new line. They're watching the reptile scene. That's so. It's so <laughs> weird. You see it for like a second and i'm like what the fuck why is it fucking reptile but it's just because that's another new line movie yeah but also why are they promoting that because it was three years before this and i think annihilation was the year before it this. was just an easter egg you know is that an easter egg i'm probably that's like if they fucking started watching the force awakens and civil war or something like that's <laughs> such a weird like it yeah, should have at least know. been like a movie that just came out on video or something not a movie that hadn't come out yet <laughs> no that had come out three or, years yeah, no, yeah. earlier so like why are you promoting it i don't think the the theater to vhs release was three years like a, that three-year window yeah i <laughs> that, think that i know about that's ridiculous i right? think if you were gonna advertise it the window passed like a long time ago yeah it, it's <laughs> such an odd choice for the, also like that's such a because he has that weird henchwoman chick that and she's got the weird like feathered frosted hair yeah it's weird <laughs> it's weird it's so edgy with the fountain thing it's got all the rubber duckies in it or whatever it's so bad it's so dude dumb. it's so dumb oh yeah okay you know what i want to talk about i want to talk about how the whole time his mom was alive and deacon frost had his mom the whole time deacon frost was the vampire who bit blade's mom to turn blade into half vampire but also she's alive and she gets so sexual with her son. Yeah. And it's so I thought bizarre. she was gonna, like, kiss him. And, uh, and well, it was gross. It's almost worse. Because she's so, like, suggestive and, like, almost doing it. And yeah. it's, like, very, like, oh. Like, they get really it's close so to being It's so intimate and, and uncomfortable. Also, I'm pretty positive that actress is younger than, than Wesley Snipes. <laughs> and <laughs> she plays his mom. Whatever. Vampires, they don't age or whatever. It's yeah, fine. it's... Sure. Whatever. <laughs> but I, I think there's a big age difference there. Definitely. In, in the wrong way. When they put him in a weird, like, that weird styrofoam, like, man indent that perfectly fits yeah. him. So it, they can drain his blood. It literally just looked like they put him in, like, the case for an action figure. Yeah, Because then they, like, tie like him that. down it, with, like, the... It's like the thing in, um, in Toy Story 2. Like, yeah. those, when, when they're going to Japan or whatever in the airplane. <laughs> like, it's like that. It's so... Yeah, the little, like, fucking bizarre. Or exactly. Things that you put collectible action figures yeah. in. Yeah, and it, like, fits him And perfectly. it drains his blood from, like, one wrist. <laughs> Like, he's yeah. waiting out one... Let's talk about the rave first, where that chick takes this... The most 90s man I've ever seen to this rave. And what does he say? Because I watched the rave scene, like, last week, because I've watched this over the course of several days, because I just keep... Things just kept coming up where I couldn't watch in one block, so I watched it in, like, three separate parts. Woo! Look at all that. <laughs>
Yeah, and then she takes him to the to this rave, and he's like, oh, man, this is great. Blood starts coming out of the sprinklers, and all the vampires start lathering up in it, because everyone in this movie has a blood fetish, which I guess vampires would. But is it usually, like, a sexual lust for blood? I don't it think... it is in this. Yeah, and then they but, all... like, that's kind of... I feel that's, like, the same thing as, like, a person having a sexual attraction to, like, food. Yeah. Like, that's just weird. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Uh, like, there's a different scene later, I think, where they're, like, rubbing blood all over each other and, and licking yeah. it off of each other or whatever. It, it doesn't bother me. It's just weird. Uh, it's just a, like, random detail to add. Yeah, it's, it's very odd. I guess it's just because they were trying to be real edgy about it. Everyone in the club is a vampire. Also, my favorite character we meet here, Quinn. Oh, my <laughs> Quinn God. Quinn is, is there. He's played by Donald Logue. <laughs> And he is, like, the comic relief, I guess, of the movie. I feel like he's, like, the best and worst part of the movie. Because he's so annoying, but he's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of have a love-hate relationship like, even, with him. Even though he's, he's so annoying, great. most of the shit he says is kind of funny. So, like, <laughs> yeah. you're annoyed, but you're also still laughing. Yeah, which I'll, I'll totally take that. That's fine with me. And I mean, at least like, it's not just annoying. But he's, like, getting, like, a clothed blowjob in the background of the scene. And also, this is Deacon Frost nightclub, which is weird. I don't think I ever noticed because it's a weird thing where they just run into Deacon Frost like real quick in the very opening, but like they don't address him. You just, it's just the camera lingers on him for a second and it's like, oh, okay. There he is. (laughs) That guy, I guess. Blade shows up and he fucking wipes. It looks real bad because there's all these really weird CGI skeletons, but it's still fucking awesome how he just takes everyone out with these weird like weapons. I don't know how I feel about like how the vampires die. Like with them like disintegrating into, into a skeleton, into weird animated skeletons. Yeah, like that's well, just you see weird. that again in the first Spider-Man movie. Remember with that pumpkin bomb, and then all those guys turn into oh, skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that was just the thing at the time. I guess, but it just doesn't look great. It doesn't look great. And it's also, why do vampires disintegrate when they die? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it makes sense the one time where it's they take that guy out to be burned by the sun. Also, that's a weird scene. Yeah, that's a weird that out-of-place scene that's, like, They just really... rip that guy's fangs out and burn him to death. It's 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 really brutal. It's like, he super fucking, brutal. He melts and then explodes. I kind of <laughs> like it, but it's, it's so random and... I don't know who that guy was. I guess he was just another head of the vampire thing. Yeah, I, I think that's Deacon Frost work is like he's in this weird cult of vampire leaders, and he's one of the leaders. And the vampires are like slavers. Like they 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 brand other vampires who are called like familiars, I think, and they they basically own them. And those are the henchmen. But it's weird I think, that I think it's the that familiars kind of... are like human. I think they're actually humans. Yeah, and, then... and they want to be turned into yeah. vampires because. Later on, there's that cop, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm waiting to be turned by Deacon Frost, but I have to do this first. I don't love the, oh, you know, the vampires own the police and everything. Like, that's, that's weird. Dumb. That's dumb. That's dumb. That's just But, a like, bit. of course they do, because they're the villains of an action movie. Yeah, it's, like, that's everything. The mob owns the police, the vampires own the police, whatever. Like, that's, I, I, I always shrug that kind of line off, because, like, yeah. Because it's in okay. every movie. It is. It's such It's a just cliche. an excuse for, like, the villains to not get in trouble. It's like that a lot. Like, I think it works in something like The Dark Knight, where the whole thing is that in Gotham City is corrupt. Like, that's the point of the whole city. Yeah. <laughs> but when it's Gotham just... Gotham City when is it's literally just, fucking, just made like, to be the worst. I think this movie's supposed to be New Orleans, but you would never know that. Like I had no, no clue where it was supposed to be 
taking place. I think it's just there's like a map that Blade pulls out at one point and it says that. I just kind of the only time because it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just assumed it was New York because that's where every Marvel movie exactly. takes place. No, it's safe to assume everything is probably in New York because it, it usually is. Yeah, I feel like probably ninety percent of action movies either take place in New York or San Francisco. Yeah, like there's not a whole lot of variation. No, on yeah. That. Well, those are yeah, those are the two biggest cities because you can easily show the Statue of Liberty or the Golden Gate Bridge because just landmark, just landmark it up. How do you feel about the action in this movie? Because it's the year before the Matrix, and the Matrix is really the moment when action changes for the better, and everything beforehand when you go back to it is kind of like, oh. It's very late 90s, early 2000s, like mm-hmm. a lot of jump cuts. And there's, there, but what's weird is this is pre-Matrix, but there is that bullet dodge scene, like the bullet time. Yeah when Deacon Frost fucking chucks a little Asian girl through a glass <laughs> window was, and I almost gets hit by a truck. That, that was so, so funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. That that she <laughs> he just picked that chick up and fucking chucked her. She's like a little girl too. Yeah, she looks like the she's same like little girl from Spider Man two that he saves. Like it's just like this innocent little <laughs> innocent little Chinese girl that he fucking throws through a glass window or whatever it is, and then she almost gets hit by a truck. It's and- it's funny, but also it's really like it's really fucked up and weird, like out of place. And you have to remember in that scene that also he's lathered himself up in sunscreen yeah. to not be burned by the sun. But, like, what? <laughs> so I guess that's a pretty easy fix. That's got to be a lot of fucking sunscreen. Yeah, I don't think that's how sunscreen usually works. Uh, yeah, I, I've never I've never liked that decision. I think even when I saw this movie when I was, like, 10, I was like, that's fucking dumb. Because like it is. Uh, oh, my God. You know what corner at? What, what I want to talk about right now? Can we talk about P- Pearl the Vampire? That was... I was so confused it's so, and like, so disgusted. It's so upsetting, but it's kind of badass because it, it's it's like an animatronic thing I like it's not tell. super cg and that's great because now that would be so fucking cgi i saw it chapter two last night and it is the biggest like cgi fest you've ever fucking seen it's not good. i'm not shocked at all it's not good i really like that first one i was really upset just call me angel of the Okay. I feel like everything about it was awful. That design is awful. The voice is awful. But it's kind of cool. The screeching is awful. But it's cool. It looks like a Men in Black character. Yeah, it really does. And this is the year after Men in Black. So, makes a lot of sense. So, four puppeteers operated the limbs, and then one worked the head. So, five people had to do this. I think I read somewhere it was like 600 pounds of, like, fake skin or whatever. That's disgusting. And apparently... The director, Stephen Norrington, said that Pearl is so big because she's addicted to eating the hearts of children and infants. Did you get that? That's not an... Okay, one, there was nothing in the movie to, like, suggest that, and two... Why? How? Why? How does that happen? Apparently... How do you become, like... 900 pounds of eating appara- hearts? Apparently Pearl was supposed to be a gay character was gonna have a little boy in her lap. <laughs> Of course. His lap, I'm sorry, it's not a girl. Can we talk about that that lamp? Which the, the ultraviolet oh my lamp God. or whatever? He has like an ultraviolet flashlight. I feel like it's so to, dumb. To <laughs> I think it's fine. It's very like underworld. Like it's like uh whatever vampire weapon. Yeah. That's okay just... with me. I But then they use it oh, in wait. that one scene. And then never again. I think they yeah. use it again, Blade Two, maybe. 
whatever. It's a vampire killing weapon. I'm not really against it. I don't really have any thoughts about it, to be honest. What I do love is the weird, like, disc thing that he uses in the opening of the movie. Like, that disc that opens up and then he throws it through all the vampires and then catches it. Oh, yeah. That's badass. I'm okay (laughs) with that. That's rad. Also, I love his sword, and I think... I once tried to buy his sword <laughs> like, of course on you Amazon because I wanted it. The thing about that sword is it's really impractical for sword fighting because sword fighting swords are supposed to have like a guard. Of course <laughs> or you else know you that. can't use it for sword <laughs> fighting. His just doesn't because it looks cool, I guess. So fuck that. Yeah, because he can't have a guard if he wants to have the little spinny thing that cuts people's fingers off. I don't like that. It's weird. I like when it, it actually It makes cuts... sense, but it's dumb. <laughs> I like when it cuts someone's hand off, but I'm confused by how it works and how it senses people. I don't know. It works so slow, too. Like, it takes, like, a full minute. Yeah, it does. Except at the end when it needs to work really quick (laughs) to break those styrofoam rocks out of the wall and get the serum back. What do you think about the... Because a lot of the end of this movie is vampires, like, exploding. Not exploding into skeletons, but getting huge and super red, like, the fucking killer tomatoes. Gallons of blood. Of CG blood. Of bad CG blood. Which, CGI blood, to me, is the worst CGI thing, because it's so lazy and And it it looks terrible. It's so easy to tell... Like yeah. when it's CG it's or when it's a, real, it's just a plug-in. Like all the later, I think like Saw Four and onwards use CGI blood. The first time I ever remember noticing it is in Kickass. They use a lot of CGI blood, and I just remember thinking like this is not good. And then I noticed it in a lot of things after that. It's like why why not? Like why not just so use normal? Off. I know working with fake blood can be like annoying because it's gross and sticky or whatever can be if it's left out in the heat. Like uh, Tim Roth always talks about how in Reservoir Dogs. That room was so fucking hot that he was basically glued to that floor, like, the whole time, because he's in that pool of blood the whole movie. It's a pain, but fucking do it in your vampire movie. It's yeah. lazy. I mean, if the entire, like, point, or, like, one of the biggest parts of the movie is blood, yeah. maybe you should use real blood instead of really bad-looking CG and they blood. Use, I mean, obviously, they use real blood in, like, the nightclub when you have to, because you need everyone to be covered in blood you can't do that in cg i'm sure now you could but i don't even want to know what that looks like it's very like big trouble in little china when they like blow up like i think that looks I, a lot of fun that like it looks so odd and and absurd that I yeah like it. it was just so weird to see like for the first time yeah no it's really weird and you don't really expect that to happen so yeah because like when they show it off it's just kind of because it's just like that mixture or whatever that when you add it to vampire blood or whatever it blows up i don't think you exactly expect them to like expand and then blow up (laughs) no i wasn't expecting them to get fucking huge and have weird red tumors all over their body yeah i didn't think it turned them into like weird balloons I guess because Karen's a doctor and she's working 9 to 5 at the office at... Working 9 to 5! She was able to figure that out because of the hemoglobin or whatever, but... I had to do it. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for oh, it. Oh, and speaking of, of working 9 to 5, there is a fucking cat fight in this movie. A 1998 cat... Because we need to talk about Karen, who's not really the romantic interest, which is probably good. Like, there's some romantic subtext, but it's kind of good that this movie it doesn't have a forced romantic subplot. It's just like, this is a woman, and she is working with them. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, not everything needs to be romantic all the time. I She's a woman, good. and she can actually be helpful, unlike yeah, she, most yeah. other, like... Uh, women in, in movies, especially of the late 90s yeah and just this era uh, she's played by uh Anne bush white I, I i don't know if that's how you say it but you know she's good <laughs> uh she's not in it as much i feel like she kind of 
towards the end, she's kind of not in it quite as much. Like, she's there, but she's not doing as much, except for that weird cat fight that she has with the frosted tips blonde lady, who kind of reminds me of Simon Gruber's henchwoman in uh, Die Hard 3. <laughs> it's that kind of weird relationship. I love the bit when Quinn gets all burned up, like, at the start of the movie, where Blade just fucking sets him on fire. Yeah. That's so cool. And then, That guy gets so fucked up, like... All, all the, the time, time. and I, love, I kind of feel bad for him. I love after that when he gets taken to the hospital, and then he fucking just, like, lets loose in that hospital and just, like, sprints and jumps yeah. out the fucking window. Like, that looks so good because it's practical, and it looks great, because it's just, like, this charred skeleton. Okay, what happens to this guy? He gets lit on fire. He loses both of his arms. He, yeah, he loses both of his arms, like, two separate times, I think. Yeah. I No, I think it's the same arm. I think he loses the same arm twice. Oh, you think so? I think I thought it was different so. arms because then he does like the oh, I got both arms now. I don't know which one to kill you with thing at the end. Maybe I thought it was good. Uh, maybe he lost the same one. Point is he lost his arm at least. Yeah, he so he got lit on fire. He got both of his arms cut off. He had his face dragged on a train, <laughs> a train on a moving train. A, yeah, a speeding fucking. Train. Um, that's a great action sequence. The train. That's one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah, I think. So cool. Is that it? I don't know. And don't, he also dies at the end really di- easily. Oh yeah, and he dies. <laughs> Does he die? Yeah. What happens to him? Because I think he's in Blade 2. So How? I'm pretty sure he gets, like, decapitated or oh, something, and then he just kind of, like, turns into a skeleton, so... Dead. I have a vivid memory of Blade 2. I've only seen Blade 2 once. I've seen this one more times. Um, and most people like Blade 2 more. I don't know if I do or not. I guess we're going to find out soon. I think it's still a lot of fun, and... Um, Norman Reedus is in it for some reason, uh, and, Ron Pro- and Ron Perlman, because it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. Oh, okay, of course. But I have a vivid memory of in Blade 2, Quinn is like, like, he's at, he's at like a private show at a strip club or something, like, it's like, it's, or not like a strip club, but it's like one of those, like, glass boxes that you watch, and like, and the, like the naked ladies dancing inside. I have a vivid memory of him there, and Blade surprises him and kills him there in Blade Maybe. 2. I think I thought I saw him I'm die, gonna look but I could the, be wrong. for the cast just because I don't remember if he's in it. What? Fucking Donnie Yen is in Blade 2? But it says Man in London Porno Shop is somebody, so um, <laughs> find out about that uh, in two weeks. Oh shit, you know what else is weird? Donald Logue, who plays Quinn, is also in Ghost Rider for some reason. Now it's the same character. Who? Just he's in it as like I think he's just Johnny Blaze's friend. I I feel like I recognize him from it. Yeah, but I don't know from like from like what scenes. So that yeah, like, I just feel like I think I can remember a scene that he's in. It seems like it's the kind of movie that he would be in. There's that well, there's that bit where isn't there that bit where he's like, oh, you know, you got an angel watching over you, JV or whatever, and he's like, it's not an angel. We chopped the nose. He looks in the window and flashes the skull. You got an angel looking after you. Maybe it's something else. I've seen Ghost Rider a shocking amount of times. I think Yeehaw. he's in there. Yeehaw. But Donald Logue, actually, in that hospital scene, I think maybe the first time they did it, he broke his fucking jaw. Or, like, he dislocated his jaw, because apparently once he'd been in a fight where he got, like, punched in the jaw or something, and he broke it. And so if it gets hit the wrong way, it'll dislocate. <laughs> and that happened, like, the first time. And so when they took him to the hospital, since he's covered in the burn makeup, they thought they were treating a burn. <laughs> but he's like, no, you're, that's the wrong thing. Props to the makeup artist, because it looked that good. <laughs> so that they thought that was why he I mean, it there. did look pretty good. It looked great. That's a, one of the better effects in the movie. Stanley actually was gonna have his first theatrical cameo in this movie he was gonna be one of the because you know the cops show up at the nightclub in the start he was gonna be one of those cops which i feel like he's a cop in a lot of marvel yeah. movies going forward like uh in hulk 2003 he's like a security guard stan lee was gonna be a vampire <laughs> that'd be great 
<laughs> Stanley gets he killed by Blade. Been, he could have Deadpool style been the DJ at the. Yeah, <laughs> I bet that DJ was somebody was like a 1998 era celebrity. Oh yeah, that definitely. we didn't recognize because we weren't alive in 1998. <laughs> Obviously, uh, this is just a weird fun fact. Ski Ulrich wanted to be Deacon Frost. You know who Ski Ulrich is? I don't. Okay, he's uh, he's Billy and Scream. So like, Fuck. <laughs> so like pseudo Johnny Depp, you know, yeah. like, like weird clone Johnny Depp. Weird. Because movies don't make psychos, so movies make psychos more creative. Ski Ulrich and fucking, I can't remember his name, Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff and Ski Ulrich have the same energy, I feel like. like I can, A little bit. That's fine. But also, this is like two years after Scream, and so like, I feel like he's still a little young <laughs> to be the head of this fucking weird organization when he's supposed to be like 17 yeah. in, in <laughs> Scream. So that's weird. I have no idea how old he actually was <laughs> at that time, but... That's probably just like a weird, 30, that's because a weird every thing. high school actor's, like... Yeah, probably. David Fincher, who everyone would know for directing Seven, Gone Girl, Fight Club, Panic Room, fucking every goddamn movie that's ever been made in the history of the world, and Alien 3, uh, was gonna direct... He directed Seven, <laughs> mystery thriller Seven, with fucking Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt, and after that he was gonna direct Blade. <laughs> so that was... That's gonna weird. Be his, That'd be a weird... That was gonna be his big follow-up to Seven. <laughs> I would love to see a David Fincher because David Fincher is known for being a perfectionist. Like, there's he did Zodiac, and there's a bit in Zodiac when he makes Mark Ruffalo like throw a notebook into a car like four hundred times because he needed to get it right or whatever. Like, he's that level. I would love to see his version of Blade because oh, it would be fucking hilarious. God damn it! <laughs> when Blade gets shot in that hospital. That's scene. oh, that's my. Oh, the fuck are you out of your damn mind? That's so funny. Yeah, I always they're so it. out of place, and it's so good. And like, he just he never has another reaction anything like that in the whole movie. Yeah, the entire movie, he's, like, super serious, and then there's just those two lines, like, oh, I out love, of nowhere. I love when he, which will definitely, this will definitely be the YouTube thumbnail, I love when he, like, pins Quinn to the wall, and then he does, like, the fist pump. Oh, yeah. That's so good. <laughs> like, that's like, the most 90s thing so I've ever There's so much, seen. like, weird, random shit that seems so out of character for him to do, but at the same time, like, it still works. And it's hilarious, <laughs> and it kind of fits. Yeah. Blade I don't know seems why like the works, kind of guy that would say that some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. If exactly. anyone's gonna say that, it's gonna be Blade. Yeah. Blade seems like the kind of guy to light a vampire on on, on, on fire, fire and then fist bump. Like. Yeah, absolutely. What a goddamn... <laughs> I, this movie is a gem. I'm really yeah. glad it exists. I'm, I wouldn't change any of it, because, like, everything about it makes it such a time capsule. Even, like, all the, like, gross blood effects. Oh, especially. I still love them, <laughs> yeah, even though they're disgusting this looking. This movie should be exactly like this. Yeah, it's so, I, I can't it's imagine it any other perfectly way. Perfectly campy and goofy, and it's only like 21 years old. I mean, like, that's a long time, but in the grand scheme of God, things, in movie making... so long ago. Yeah, 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 you know what? Actually, that's kind of scary to think about. 1998 was that long ago. Yeah. Does this movie make you more or less excited for the new Blade? I know um, it's a ways away. Yeah, it's definitely pretty far off. I... I think this movie definitely got me more excited for Blade, because I was already excited for Blade, because I knew mm. that, like, the Blade movies were kind of weird. Oh, they're super weird. So, I'm, I'm just kind of hoping that MCU Blade is, like, as weird as It won't this be one. As, as campy and goofy, though. It'll be more, I like, mean, it's Marvel. Yeah, but it'll just... Every character's a joke. <laughs> yeah, well, everything is a joke in those... Exactly. Movies. So it'll be a joke. It'll be... Yeah, but it won't be like this. Like, it won't be I like hope they have him an ice skate uphill him. reference. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> MCU's first F-bomb. <laughs> Just do the whole thing. You know, oh, yeah, I can't wait to get to Blade Trinity, where we get Ryan Reynolds and a vampire Pomeranian. <laughs> and the main villain is Dracula, but his name, but they call him Drake. 
they get more 2000s as it goes on. Like, they get more dated, I think. I, can, I think just from that, I can tell. But 2 has one of my favorite, like, monster designs in any movie. It's the vampires who, like, their mouths open weird like that. Like, they open, like, from the chin, and, like, all of this opens what up. And it looks so cool. Because it is Guillermo del Toro, and it looks like... Like, it's practical, and it looks fucking awesome, and I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to watch Blade 2 again. I think it's gonna be great. But instead, we have to watch X-Men first. X-Men's a movie I've seen so many fucking times, X- I remember X-Men being pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty but good. I've seen it a lot. I remember it being kind of slow, also. <laughs> I don't think it's shorter than this. It's only an hour like, 44. Yeah, so he's two hours long. Yeah. I, I am very excited to talk about X-Men. We'll, we'll get to discuss the line, do you know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. So. It's so dumb. I'm definitely going to go back and play a bunch of X-Men movie tie-in games. I'm, I'm not going to be able to look at Cyclops without thinking of the fucking... Of the headcanon thing. Yeah. That's so great. I'm really glad that that exists. It's like the one good thing that came out of Dark Phoenix. Com- have, you, have you seen the Comcast thing about Dark Phoenix? No. Well, Comcast, like, on demand, Dark Phoenix, it says Dark Phoenix and then hyphen an X-Men fan's worst nightmare. Are, wait, like, are you somebody serious? somebody programmed that in, like, whoever <laughs> put the movie in did that. That's great. And that's great. I hope they don't lose their job, because that's hilarious. I hope they get a promotion. <laughs> yeah, I hope they become the fucking president of the world after that. That We need somebody with those kinds of opinions about Dark Phoenix. Yeah, there was a scene where uh, that was in like the original shooting script, and they were like, the studio was like, no. Where they, Whistler and Blade had like a vampire baby in a jar, and they were going to try out all these, like they were going to use, they were basically going to test weapons on this baby. Yeah. To see if they worked against s- vampires. <laughs> I can see why that would be a no. I'm glad that that didn't exist, and I'm glad that Pearl wasn't a weird pedophile also. Yeah. This, I didn't like There was that. a lot of weird writing decisions in this movie that got cut out for the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the blood tornado. <laughs> I think, does that wrap up our Blade discussion? I think so. Let's... I think we've gone over all the mostly good stuff. Yeah, no, I, I liked it a lot. There wasn't a whole lot not to like. It's probably, it's definitely better than anything we've ever watched on this fucking oh, yeah. show. It's number one on my list right now, at least. I mean, Well, not as... counting the... No, not counting those. Those don't count. I don't count those. Those aren't on my list, though. I only put the ones that we're watching in order up yeah, there. Yeah, okay. But... Then, yeah, this is definitely at the top. Yeah, no, it, re- it really is. It's like, really by great. far. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, because this is a real film. Uh, you know, Wesley Snipes is a lot of fun, even if he's kind of stilted. And it's just, it's just I think, fucking... I think he's a... kind of stilted because that's just, like, the character. Yeah, it is. And I, I just think it's a great vampire movie. It's a really fun time. It's just, it's just fun. Like, that's all it really is, is fun. I and... feel like this is... You can put it on and like and, and just immerse yourself in it oh, for two yeah. hours. It's a fun world to be in. But I feel like this is like a Howard the Duck situation where like it's a Marvel movie, but it doesn't feel like a Marvel no, movie like at all. It's very gory in a yeah. lot of places. There's and, a lot of swearing, which yeah. is like weird for a Marvel movie. Yeah, up and we don't really see this again until like Deadpool. Like yeah. that's the next time that this kind of thing happens and. Yeah, it feels more just like a vampire movie than a superhero movie. But, I mean, that's not bad. No, and next week we're talking about a real superhero movie, and that's that's going to be fun, where there will be an equal amount of black leather. <laughs> and there will be possibly more bad effects. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Definitely more bad effects, because all of them have superpowers, and it's... Was it... Did it come out 2000. in 2000? Okay. The claws look great, though. The claws look 
really good in all those movies except X-Men Origins. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not X-Men Origins. Roger like, Rabbit Clinking claws. them together, but they're Sparks. not even touching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. I'm sorry that we missed last week and I didn't even post anything about it. But It's all just, Gabe's fault. It's my fault. It's all my fault, as always. Just like everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. What, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Franny? You going to edit the podcast? Sure. Oh. Well, <laughs> no. Well, wow. No. Uh, <laughs> this is great, great news for me. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, I think this is probably normal episode length at this point because we don't have to explain every aspect of the movie. We can just kind of talk about various things that we liked in it. Yeah, I can't wait for, to, for you to cut this down and you're like, it's 20 minutes. It's tr- yeah, well, <laughs> that's fine. You know, I, well, that'll get our listens up way higher if yeah. it was 20 minutes long. Oh, man, maybe I should be doing that and just making these videos. But that's okay. <laughs> that's, that's, we'll think about that another day. Thank you for watching uh, or listening to this. If you are watching this on YouTube, please subscribe and like and comment and share with all your friends if you're watching this. I mean, listening to this anywhere well, else. Whenever I miss a week, I, I fuck this whole thing up. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Podcasts or Podcast Addict or wherever you are listening to this, definitely subscribe to us if you enjoyed this, if you hated this. Uh, share it with your friends and tell them how much you hate it. Leave a nice review. I mean, if you hate it, then share it with your enemies and make them suffer too. Yeah, exactly. Because we're very unfunny and we want everyone to know about it. So please, please push it down everyone's <laughs> throats that you know about. Force but, them to watch it, like with those, like the eye things where you oh, force from, their eyes from open. From Clockwork Orange. Yeah. yeah. Except you know, there isn't really anything to watch because it's a stupid. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Whatever. Make them watch Blade because it's a lot of fun. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Marvel Movie Pod. You can find us on Gmail at marvelmoviepod@gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at Flipdeg. You can find me on Twitter at Flipdeg. But the E and Egg is a three. Because that's just how we do things here on the show. Franny belongs to a secret vampire cult. Yeah. And the, uh... The I've, light, got, the I've light, got, like, a couple days left. The light from the screen, actually, it, it burns him alive. Very, no, actually, I'm, I'm actually pretty good. I got sunscreen. Oh, got a lot of, shit. Got a lot of sunscreen on. Well, Franny, your mascara's running. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for I gotta go put everybody. on more sunscreen. That's probably everything. I don't know if we forgot anything. Uh... Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. We hate you. What? <laughs> Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs>